What does that say? Be unto you who sits at the right hand of the God. Hallelujah. Riches Thank and you. honor, glory and power. We are one with him. If we can just get that concept of who we are in Christ, you're going to, you're going to, I mean, that's where it lies, and I know it does. Okay, so you can be seated. Okay, so actually I'm going to try to finish the sermon I had on Monday, Wednesday night, but uh, let's see here. Where? Okay, so would you put up there uh, Mark 9.23? Out of the Amplified. Okay, so uh, Jesus was talking to a father whose son was having seizures. And Jesus said, you say to me, the father said, can anything be done? And, and, the, and Jesus said, you say to me, if you can do anything, why? All things can be possible to him who believes. Can you, all things are possible to them who believe. And, you know, I know there's times when we're in unbelief. And you've got to be honest with yourself. I've been there, done that. <laughs> you know? And I know I'm, I'm, I'm very honest with you. When it comes to stuff, I admit that this is how, you know what? When you don't go through something, you don't understand. And I've gone through a lot of different things. And I take heed and show and even admit that I am not there sometimes. But see, okay, so now go to Luke 137, Amplified. <laughs> For with God, with God, nothing. Cancer? Yeah, nothing. Uh, I've had cancer, <laughs> cancer-free for 11 years. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it doesn't make any difference. Heart trouble, leukemia, it's, you name it, all of it. For with God, nothing, 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 nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. So it's really talking about the word of God. So, so uh, now we're going to, this is, this is what we talked about was the Old Testament. The Old Testament, and that's why you should read it also, is, is a type and shadow of the new. But always read the New Testament because that's where we're at. We're in the epistles and it tells us how to act in the church. Okay, they're written to the church, the, the New Testament. Okay, so, okay, so the things that happened to the Israelites were examples to us. All right, in 1 Corinthians, you don't have to put this up. 
1 Corinthians 10, 11. It says, now all these things happened to those Israelites for examples and warnings to us. For our admonition, admonition is a warning, or instruction to us. So we do the right thing. So when those Israelites came out of Egypt, and, and you know, they they walked across the Red Sea, they were, wow, we got out of we got out of slavery. Man, we, you know what? Look at us. We're all well. They were all, nobody was sick. Uh, they were they were blessed. They had food. God provided everything for them. They were happy. They were joyful. They were singing. They were dancing. That's the same thing that should be when you got born again. It's a type and example of getting born again. Okay. So they were free from, delivered from their enemies. But <laughs> now, but the second we get born again, well, let's not but yet. <laughs> but... <laughs> so, you know, no, it's my fault. I said it. Okay. The second we're born again, though, God looks at us and sees us that same way, joyful and happy. And if, and you, and if you trust Him, you're going to walk in that kind of life. But problems come, and do they ever come? But see, you know what? You're going through them. Yep, I want to tell you. Because, yep, go ahead and shed a few tears. Be, be a little, you're going to go through it though. Because you're, I'm telling you, <laughs> there's lots of, <laughs> so many things have happened. But you know what? It says, whosoever, 1 John 5, 4. And some of the scriptures I'll just say, if you get them up there fast enough, but... <laughs> Whosoever, your whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is truth. It overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. However, faith is a huge. It says that the just, those people who are born again, they're justified, should live by faith. Yeah, we're a faith church. <laughs> so see, okay, I'll skip some of this. Now, the devil is already defeated. In Numbers 13, God said to those Israelites, move in and possess the land. Okay, something, I got, I've got so many Possess your provision. Now, God's word is true. What he said is true. And always let God's word be truth and not just take it for granted. And let every man and every thought be a lie. It says, let God be true and every man a liar. And I, oh, I remember the first time I read that, I thought, what? <laughs> what does that mean? And I remember we went over to, what is this, 1980. We were going to a prayer meeting at Elsie Popkins. Some of you know her. And we would go there once a week. And we were still in, in the denominational church that we were in. <laughs> and so was she. And anyway, my younger son was kind of goofing off. 
trouble was he was goofing off with the pastor's son <laughs> and doing naughty stuff. I mean, little, little naughty stuff. <laughs> and and uh, I found and I went, like, God be true and every man a liar. And it was, you know what? It was, I was thinking about it because I was really concerned about him. And it was shortly after that I thought, like, God be true and every man a liar. Okay, so I start looking up, I start saying all these scriptures about children. And I said it over him, and one day I think I interceded. Of course, all my kids, four kids, were all in school, and Ken was at Hormel's, and I was all alone in the house. And I prayed in tongues all day long and interceded, but it was real. And it was, you, you cannot have him. In the name of Jesus, I put the blood. And you know what? In my mind's eye, I never saw this really, but in my mind's eye, I was like, no, no, don't see that. Don't see that. That's what, that's what I, I, I could, I can't say that. I, I, it was my mind's eye. I just knew it. So I just kept pushing, pushing on that, pushing on it, pushing on it. And he turned out good. <laughs> No, no, and smart is even better. <laughs> no, no, I don't compare any of them. They're all good. No, but, but what? No, but Mark's here, and I like that. You know? So God's word is true, and every thought that oppresses or or opposes you, every thought, thought. Boy, I tell you, when I had that surgery, December first, though I had some thoughts. I don't know if, the, you know, going under does that to you, but it, it, it was just, and I didn't like him. <laughs> and, and it's just that you got to get rid of those thoughts. It's huge to renew your mind. So I, you start saying the opposite. Here's what's, what you're seeing. That's just something you're seeing. You're seeing him do things wrong. Are you seeing your money go down in their bank account? Or you say you get a diagnosis from the doctor or whatever it is. But what is truth? God's word is truth. So you start fighting and looking up stuff that says the opposite of that. And that's truth. Let God be true with every man a liar. <laughs> that's what, and I knew what it meant. You see, that's what it means. So be strict with yourself. See, when you let, let your mind wander, it, it, it's going to affect what you possess. And so in Numbers 13, they, see, they scouted it for 40 days, and they came back and said, oh, yes, yeah, surely it is a land that flows with milk and honey. And, and, and this is the fruit. I mean, they had grapes. They had a whole bunch of men had to hold them that the, the grapes were so huge. They were like big, on a big branch of a tree practically, and, and big grapes, they had giants. Oh, you know, two, okay, well, anyway. But you know what? Then they started, though, uh, the land is good, and it flows, and, and you know, the ironical thing about that was they started saying, but never, one, one version says nevertheless, and the other one says but, but. Oh, but the doctor said, but, but, I, I'm in the fourth stage, but, 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 there's no money and I am bankrupt. 
Because you can say you can. <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, but uh, you know, my kids are taking drugs and they're wiped out on drugs. But, no, get rid of the buts. Get rid of the neverthelesses. It won't matter to, to get rid of the diag. But God's word says, you know, that, that's where it lies. The funniest part is, look, look at those spies. They went into that land for 40 days, and they came back unharmed. But they said, but there's, we're never able to do it because we're too little, we're too weak. And we're like grasshoppers in the sight of the giants. And they, they had all these details about all these, this one lives there and that one lives there and they're mean and they're this and they're that. And see, but, but for 40 days, they came back. Yeah. And see, God, are, get this, God already told them in Genesis 13, 15, that they were going to have a promised land. He said it to Abraham. And he said it right before they went in there. What God says comes to pass. But they didn't believe God. And that's the same cotton-picking thing that we do. <laughs> so, see, look. It, it sounds, everything can sound positive at first. And they, they said, it's true, but here's the detail list of why it's never going to work. But God told them, I give it to you. Oh, he said it over and over in, in, different, in the, all the chapters before Numbers. And they made, they made that detailed list. They See, we have a tendency to think negative. And we've got to do it because, folks, the Lord reminded me, I was talking to John, and he reminded me how way back, I, we said to the one of our visions was to take, I, I, this is the way I put it to the Lord, the city gates in all the little towns, Cedar Bluffs, Scribner, Hooper, North Bend, you know, uh, uh, we're talking Dodge, Howells, Clarkson. I mean, that's where I came from, a tiny town of 600 people. And I knew all those towns, the little ones there, you know, and you know, let Omaha be Omaha because they've, they've got some things going for them. But, but he said, you will become the elders of the little towns. And you know what? I quit that. I, I know I not quit it, but other things came up. I don't know what happened. In fact, some preacher came here and uh, he actually said, oh, I never told him anything about that. And I've told you this before, but he, he just says, and you have been made the elders of the city gates, and the angels have torn them down to put new ones up. And, and I went, huh? I never told him a thing. And that's the way I was praying. So see, I knew that was, that was authentic. <laughs> that, and, and now all of a sudden the Lord reminded me. And see, there's some things going on in the city that are wrong. One thing at the library, you know, and I'll tell you about that later. I'm not going to talk about it now, but uh, but later. And I, you young mothers, you need to get in on this deal. But um, 
uh, you, we can't get the can'ts and the nuts and the, and the, you know how I know that? Because I've been there. <sighs> you know? I can't. Oh, I can't. Yes, I can. <laughs> See, I, I, Ken watches Keith more a lot, and so I do too. When I can, but he, he, uh, uh, was saying, don't even say can't about anything. <laughs> but I can't pick it up. <laughs> say it a different way. <laughs> Just get it out of there. See, stop listing negative, the negative in your life because of symptoms, because of your body, because of lack. Quit it. You can do it. God didn't ask us to overcome the giants. He asked us What's listed in 2 Corinthians, and you don't have to put it up there, 10, 3 on, it says, Cass, when you, what you're thinking, be aware of it, and cast down those vain imaginations. I mean, the devil will tell you you're going to die. The devil will going to tell you it's hopeless. The devil will tell you all kinds of stuff. And, and things will happen with your kids. People die, may die, and it, you know, that'll affect you. I've been there. My husband, first husband died. <laughs> it left me with two kids, 10 months old and 20 months old. They were close together. <laughs> you know, I was 26 years old and I was a widow. <laughs> you know, and he was a doctor. And so you can, you can make it through. You can make it through things. See, God didn't ask you to get rid of the, he didn't ask you this, to get rid of the impossible. He asked you to think right about impossibility and speak right. Think and speak right. And he, he'll take care of every giant, every hindrance in your life. See, step forward, press forward, push forward. You know that to a better place than you possess what God has already, God has already given us so much. So I've learned, and I've, I've done that. You, you go to the doctor. Now, don't be flaky because you go to the doctor, you tell them what's wrong. You know, that's okay, you know. And see, well, why would you have a hip surgery? Because it came to the point where it was handicapping me to even preach. I just noticed last night that, I don't know why, the thing, because the nerve endings, every time I'd step on my foot, the nerve endings would go off on the top of my foot. It was like they call it, I don't know what they, and all of a sudden I noticed since I had that done, it's gone. <laughs> I noticed it last night and I thought, See, it's the way you walk. When your frame starts going haywire, and you know, I couldn't stand here. It was, it was just getting like, it was on my mind too much. When you're in pain, it distracts you. So I, that was where my measure of faith was. It's just like the cancer. My measure of faith was get rid of it. It was breast cancer. And get rid of the cancer, but don't. He told me not to. That doesn't mean you're not supposed to right, right. if you have it. Right. I never took any chemo or any radiation stuff. One radiation. Okay, I did. I, I'm, yeah, that, well, anyway. See, 
And it's just like the knee, too, it inhibiting you, swelling all the time. You can't even walk. So you, but see, don't, don't get into detail as the de devil tells you about the detail or talks about the details of what you're going through. You're, you're enhancing it inside of you. Talk about what God's word says about it. Absolutely just refuse it. But I've done the opposite, but I know that that's it. And don't... <laughs> okay, don't baby yourself. <laughs> Come to church for crying out loud. You don't... <laughs> you have no idea when I've stood up here. What if I've even been nauseated, just threw up. And I thought, there is no way. I remember Kenny Cuckler, he said, oh, no, you, you're not going to be able to preach because I, I was moaning. When I came, I came late, you know, came. This was several years ago, and it was like a migraine headache. And um, I went, no, I'm going up there. <laughs> and see, you've got to fight that stuff. You can do it. Don't stay home, though. Oh, this hurts. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah, hurt a lot when I've been standing up here a lot of times. It goes away. <laughs> See, um, all of this, well, let's say in, in Numbers 13, Caleb, Caleb was of a different spirit. It was just Caleb and Joshua. And that Caleb was a different spirit. And we have that same spirit of faith. And all of this was already the Israelites. It belonged to them. God, for Christ, like I mean, they walked 40 days through that whole place and never got killed or got giantized. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> See, but Caleb took the mountain when he was 85 years old. He was young when that happened. But he had, he, only he and Joshua, though, were the only elders out of the 12 that lived. The rest of them died immediately. And then their children, who were what, 20, and, uh, 20, yeah, 20 to 40 or something, they had to go around that another 40 years. Just think, 80 years wasted. Go round and around and around the circle. Round and around. Here we go. Oh, boy. Oh, yes. You can hear this sermon, but you got to be home. Go home and be a doer of the word. And this mind thing is huge. It's huge. There's a lot of junk out there about COVID shots and stuff and affecting this. And see, you, you know what? If you really get into the word strong and know who you are in Christ. He lives in you. You are one with him. You are, you're a big deal. Everything that he has is yours because he's in you. See, faith people see the impossible as their place of possession because they know others will walk away from it. So you get what others left behind. Quit 
babying yourself. Quit yeah. babying your money. Quit. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Be smart. Yeah. And don't get a bunch of junk. Yeah. But, but. Yeah. Come on. Mm, I don't. <laughs> get rid of the poverty mentality. Yeah. See, if you don't know what God said, because it, you haven't renewed your mind, you're going to hesitate immediately with unbelief. Because you yourself will not have the skill to possess what God has provided. See, God has done his part. Now we got to do our part. We have, we have to get. So, I mean, I, I, mean, I got that part I got this morning. Okay. See, um, see. In the, in the church, God said to move in and possess the land. Yeah. The territory right here, right around us, the small towns around us. Yeah. And, and whatever is going on in Fremont that's ungodly, which it is. There's a lot of drugs too, stuff, okay? But, okay, yeah, there were three, or somebody said even four, there was three strip joints here at one time, and we prayed them out when we were first Christians. See, in the church world today, though, some are satisfied to just stay in the desert. Sit, and whatever happens, happens. You get a little water out of the rock once in a while. Woo-hoo, And then a bit of manna each morning. Don't push me. Don't go so far. You know what? No, see, and, and I did read Hebrews 3 on Wednesday night, but I'm, I'm not going to take the time right now because, but in Hebrews 3, 19, the Bible says the Israelites could not enter the promised land because of unbelief. And many of us are not getting what we're supposed to have because of unbelief, because we are not renewing our mind, or not coming to church, and it says, as the time gets closer, which in the United States, it is, whoa, it's something else, what, what they're saying, a bunch, all this stuff, renew your mind, <laughs> get into the word, and come to church, you can make all the excuses you want on Wednesdays, I gotta be here, <laughs> See, what determines whether we move into abundance or barely get along or never able to overcome the works of the flesh? And that's, that's it. It's, it's, to the, it's to the extent that we believe God. Oh, I believe God. Oh, I believe the word. Now let me see you be a doer of the word when the rubber meets the road. See, Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because he that comes to God must believe that God is. You know, he's a real God, and he actually lives in me, and blah, 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 blah. greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. As God is, so am I in this world. These are scriptures. Say them. As God is, so am I in this world. We got his life, his nature, his ability. Do you know you have his power inside of you? He seated us at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might, dominion, and every name, every name of sickness and disease, names of lack and depression and oppression. This is real. 
It's the greatest thing in the world. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will never pass away. See, you start saying those kind of things. But you, you can, there's just, you got to do it. <laughs> See, okay. So he that comes to God must believe God is that he's a rewarder, 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 rewarder of them that diligently over and above, way over and above, seek him. I'm hungry for you, God. I'm hungry for you. See, faith is a spiritual law, and it operates, though, by believing and saying says the just shall live by faith. And it's like, it's like gravity. You all believe in gravity, right? Oh, well, yes, that's scientific law. Yeah, guess who created it? But this law is above gravity. It's above all the spirit. This is a spiritual laws were all brought on by God and the natural laws. And, and uh, we have to believe spiritual laws higher than all the Wonderful scientific laws. Like Keith Moore says, and that's the most genius person in the world only knows one-fourth of a teaspoon of what God knows. <laughs> See, the world lives by the, you know, intellectual. But what we say and what we believe is what we get, especially what we say. So in Numbers, they brought an evil report back. They brought an evil report. And see, when we talk about the things that even that are happening, more and more and more, the more you talk about it, the more you bring in an evil report. Even your body picks it up. And, uh, and the devil picks it up. <laughs> he says, oh, listen. They're more proud of that evil report than they are of, of God's report. And I know that because I've been there. I've done the wrong thing. I have. So see, God associates an evil report with disagreeing with his word. Now the word but and nevertheless gets a lot of people in trouble and it's a sign of their unbelief. <laughs> and so three million people who didn't see the promised land believed 10 leaders and the other two they didn't. And they said, well, it can't be done. It was only Joshua and Caleb, Caleb, and it's what they believed and what they said that made the difference. And you know what? Because of unbelief, they had to wait another 40 years. So the entire unbelieving generation died except Joshua and Caleb. And their children got to go, though, into the promised land. But notice this. They all got, believe, they all got what they believed and what they said. Now, if that spiritual law worked under the old covenant and we're in a better covenant with, with better, better results, it's, got, it's going to work in the new covenant. And it says Caleb had another spirit, and it says the same spirit of faith that they had is what was given to us. We have Jesus living in us. They weren't even born again. <laughs> so we're a really a direct result of what we've been believing and saying about ourselves. Okay, so don't rebel or it, it actually was called rebellion. 
It was called rebellion. And I don't know, you could go on and on with this whole thing. But hook up with God, agree with his word, so you can walk in the blessings provided. You know what? So we can possess everything that's ours. Now, now I'm going to tell you something else. Okay, there's two kinds, and I know this is from Kenyon, and maybe some of you know it, but okay, there's two kinds of knowledge. One of them is sense knowledge, and that's, mo that's what we live most of that time. You're in sense knowledge sense knowledge what we hear come on. hey come on now listen what we hear hearing seeing smelling tasting and feeling or touching those are sense the whole world lives mostly by senses sense knowledge see what I mean and we're in we're there too now, then there is what's called revelation knowledge. Now, we have the Bible, and that's why we should get into it at first. It's called, and when we first get into it and read it, it would be logos, or it would just be the written word. You're reading it. But as you read it, as you meditate on it, and you've got to meditate on it, you take just one scripture and just roll it around until you got it. Take two words at once. You know, just all, if it's one scripture all day long, it starts to go inside. It starts to go in your spirit. When it's in your spirit, it's revelation. It's revealed knowledge. Revealed knowledge is going to, you're going to go, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do in this situation. You, you do, you're a doer, more of a doer. Now, now I'm going to say something else here. 2 Corinthians 13.1, and you could put it up there if you would. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, do the King James. Two or three witnesses. Every word shall be established. That's probably even true in a courtroom. There are two or three witnesses talking to us in every situation. Now, the first one is the witness of the problem. What, what would witnesses of the problem be? Pain, symptoms, uh, lack finances your check or your bank accounts empty bad reports from the doctor could even be tests that were taken so you got you got to know don't look so much at that as you look at the word whose report do you believe that's a scripture depression is a witness Oppression. Fear is another one. And, and, and those, those are all sense knowledge. All of them are sense knowledge. And they say, you're sick. You're not going to make it. You're going to die. You're defeated. You're hopeless. Say you're, you just found out your husband or wife committing adultery or something, and you're just devastated. Or your children or somebody's going to sue you. <laughs> you know, I don't want to, uh, okay, one time, 
and, and it was something I was teaching school because we started that homeschool school. <laughs> and somebody, okay, we had to discipline this lady's son, and we put it in the <laughs> in the files, you know, that that had happened. And lo and behold, she came to the school, and she didn't, she, you know, she uh, kind of hung around, and she hid. And we closed up, Sherry and I, <laughs> and while we were gone, she looked in the files. <laughs> and we found this out later. That's how she, she looked in our files. And, uh, and <laughs> then the Fremont Hospital was trying to call me desperately. They were, they were, I mean, they were just desperately calling me. And they said, your, your uh, mammogram came out and there's spots in the left side all over the place. And, and they said, we want you to come back in because that could potentially be cancer. And at the same time, that lady called me the same about an hour later and said, I'm going to sue you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, oh, great. So I go back to the hospital and I'm laying there, but you know what? I was saying every scripture I knew by heart. I was saying every scripture I knew by heart because I just felt hopeless. You can feel that. See, that senses. You can get defeated. <laughs> you know what? And so they actually did a, uh, uh, you know, pregnant ladies. Um, no, no. Ultrasound on, on that. They did an ultrasound, and, and it was true, blah, blah, blah. Do you know, I, and I am not kidding you, you guys. I was so interested in the school, and this church was starting then, and to me, that was the greatest thing in the world, and I ignored it. I ignored it those, I ignored those spots for 11 years. <laughs> I just, I don't have time for this. I, I look back on it, and it was the Fremont Hospital, but it was when I got a checkup in Omaha, and then they found that same, and, you know, I don't know if God just held it off because I was in his plan. <laughs> but to be honest with you, it was just so thrilling to me that God would use me. And I am not trying to, I'm not trying to do that, but the, the hunger was real and I could have cared less about that it's like oh quit calling me they finally did <laughs> I just wouldn't answer the phone anymore <laughs> anyway okay yeah so whose report do you believe yep I was singing that song a lot though that see those are all sense knowledge things and all of them will speak loud and clear to you, and they're witnesses, aren't they? Those are witnesses. But on the other side is the witness of God's word. And his word said, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Or uh, Matthew 8, that, that's Isaiah 53, 5. But, or, or Matthew 8, 17 himself took he destroyed my infirmities it is actually means things that happen to you when you get older weaknesses he took them and he bore my sicknesses he bore them away 
He took them on himself and took them back down the hill. <laughs> 1 Peter 2.24. That's a witness. God's word is a witness. You know himself, bear my sins in his own body on the tree, that I, being dead to sin, might come alive to righteousness, by whose stripes I am healed. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Thanks be unto God, who always gives us the victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. How often? Always. How often? Always. That stuff is true. 1 John 5, heard, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even my faith. See, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. See, all this is spiritual knowledge. Those are witnesses against the end. So on the one side is the witness of the problem, and on the other side is the witness of the answer. Okay? And it takes two witnesses for any of those words to stand, doesn't it? It takes at least a couple symptoms and, a, <laughs> and more than one scripture. Okay, but the word you that comes out of your mouth, you establish, you will cause to stand. The words that come out of your mouth. So God said, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established or made to stand. You, okay, see, see the devil's on one side and God's on the other. And one of these witnesses is going to win. <laughs> one of them is going to be established in your life. The one who prevails, God, knowledge, spirit knowledge, or sense knowledge, is the one who's going to be in the majority. Because nothing can be established without two witnesses. Now, you, okay, there's one more witness stands in the middle. Who is it? What is it? No, it's you. It's you. Yeah, yep, because it's either what you're going to say or what you're not going to say. See, you, you are the established witness by your words. The eternal, infinite word, and I wrote this down, which produces all good things, uh, will be established, or the negative symptoms, the lack, and the words of Satan will be established because you are the establishing witness. And the sign you line up with becomes the side with the majority vote. If you line with problem, it becomes established in your life. And there's, there's very little God can do. Well, how come God isn't doing this? You have to do something. See, we're just laying around and taking it. I've been there and done that. Stop it. <laughs> we, you've made your choice, but there's, there's very little he can do. However, you can also choose, you know what, to line up with what God says. And you can establish the word and make it stand in your life. So how do you line up with one side or the other? In the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word will be established. The witness you believe and verbally agree with is the witness that becomes more established in your life. Now, angels are all involved in this. The angels sit there on a chair and say, I wish they'd say the word because I'm getting bored. 
you know. And see, if you speak the word, they go. They go. You know, you can go and tell them to go because of what you're saying and because you are tithing and you're giving. You could say, Lord, go get that money. Or, you know, if it's a court case and that it looks hopeless. <laughs> Remember I told you that scripture, Hebrews 10, 30? God is who you got an advocate, living a lawyer, living inside of you, the Holy Spirit. And he can make things to change. And then you send the angels to go do it. You see, they want to hear the word. The devil is a fallen angel. And see, he likes to hear the opposite. See, the witness you believe and verbally agree with is the witness that becomes established. The thing you speak about the most. Deuteronomy 30, 19. I call, yeah, I remember Tabitha, you, somebody passed in your family. I remember you put it on Facebook. I was good for you. You were, yeah. Deuteronomy 30, 19. I, God himself said, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before my people life and death, <laughs> blessings and cursings. Therefore, choose life. Choose the blessing. You know why? That you and your seed, your children, and those around you may live. That they may live. Numbers 23, 19. I used it for this church. God, are you a man that you should lie? nor the son of man, that, that you should repent for, and turn around and not for what you promised or what you did on the cross. Yeah. See, all this was done on the cross for us. What was the, you can bawl all you want when you watch Jesus crucified. That ain't the point. He did all of that stuff. But see, then you turn around and really slap him in the face when you don't believe the word or use the word because he did all that so he could set you free. Do you, I, do you see this? This is huge. Okay. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent and say, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do what I promised. No. Has he not said it and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and shall he not make it good? So there's, oh, there was one more numbers. I wrote it out. No, no. Jeremiah 23, 29. Is not my word like fire that consumes all that cannot endure the test? See, God will fire that junk in your life. Says the Lord, and like a hammer <laughs> that breaks in pieces the rock of most stubborn resistance. That's a good scripture. See, and as, as Christians, and we're living in fleshly bodies, too often it's too easy because we're living in a sense knowledge world. Most of it's all sense knowledge, but you've got to fight that, see? You, we, we can agree with every problem that comes along. Yeah. 
I'm sick, I'm broke, I'm a failure. Oh my gosh, see those kind of things. Oh, you're so stupid. You've made so many stupid mistakes. Ooh, those thoughts will come. I mean, they, they try to get me all the time. But I've been, I was saying stuff since I was little. Surprised I, you know, that, anyway. There used to be, I remember going to, before we were, when we were in the world, <laughs> and we were at a dance, and it was a Hormel dance, and I was, I was sitting there and putting myself down, you know, and having drinks, you know, and, and this, this person said to me, why are you doing that? Don't talk that way about yourself. You're, you're better than that. And I remember, somebody was half drunk. Not me, that person. But I mean, that, that they, were, they were giving me good advice. But see, I, there was something about my, you know, we all could go back to our childhood. Just forget it. Go on. I don't care what happened to you. It's in the past. And if you go to a counselor and you keep re do you get this? See, you go to a psychiatrist or a counselor, and they want to, okay, what happened? You must talk about it. The more you talk about it, the more it's getting in there, getting in there, getting in there, making it worse, making it worse, making it worse, making it worse. You have to speak the word. I know that because I've been there and done that. You know, you wind up because of a lack of renewal of your mind and depression. I've been there. I've been depressed to the point of getting up every morning and crying. You know, and doing, yeah, you look back. And boy, I tell you what, thank God for God. So I'm not trying to tell you something I don't know or haven't experienced. You can do it. So, we can't agree with that stuff, see. I'm sick, sick, broke, filled. See, you can talk the blues, you can believe the blues, and you will get the blues. And if it were up to God, we'd never have a problem. But I tell you, we're in a, a time in the United States, even, where we had better be strong. And the de I, I'll tell you what, there are attacks coming right and left yes. to try to discourage us, to discourage me. Here's another good scripture, Philippians 2.13. God is at work in me, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. I just keep saying it because when I, I, the other day I didn't feel good, you know, stomach kind of like, but it was my own fault. But, uh, um, I just say, God, you're at work in me both to will and to do of your good pleasure. God, you're at work in me both to will. He's at work in me. He's in me, and he's at work in me, and he's to will. His will be done, and his good pleasure be done in my body, in my finances, in my family, you know, in my marriage, in my everything. <laughs> See, here's another good one. 2 Corinthians 1.20. All God's promises in him, it says in him though, are yes and in him, amen unto his glory. <laughs> his, 
because they're all, yeah, I'll do them for you. <laughs> but see, uh, the Bible says, yeah, in 2 Peter 1, 3 is another good one. He has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. 2 Timothy 1, 7. God did not, did not, did not give me spirit of fear, but power. Man, I'll tell you what, that's authoritative power over the devil. <laughs> He's given me power. He gave me love, which is the greatest weapon in the world. But you got to walk in love and a sound mind. And, you know, yeah. Come on. there's, you know, I, I remember coming, you know, just even like December and coming out of that surgery and whee, it's like a lot of things you forget, you forget, I'd start forgetting and going, oh, great. <laughs> you know, you're at this age, you start thinking, you know, what's going on. And you have to say, I got the mind of Christ. Yeah. And I hold the thoughts, the feelings, the plans, and purposes of God, and my memory is blessed. And the Holy Spirit that lives in me shows me things to come and brings to my remembrance the things I need to remember. And you got to say that when I'm talking to the older, because that will try. And when you're in a weakened state, I suppose, just go on, you know, when you have surgery, you bleed, and your blood has to, count has to come back. Up and all that stuff. It's a little different than, you know. And I knew, I hate that, but to, to be so handicapped that you can't even stand here anymore, which I can now, and without pain. So my, you know, that's, that's, thank God I could go that way. So I'm not there either, or I'd be healed the other way. But see, do what you have to do. But don't baby yourself and not come to church. Don't do that. Unless you've got something where you got to go to the pot every two seconds. Or <laughs> Now that I can see. But the rest of it is don't baby yourself. Because honestly, <laughs> Psalm 107 verse 20. Um, so, okay, he sent his word, he sent his word, and guess what, Jesus is the word, so he sent him that way too, but he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from destruction. There's a scripture in 1 Peter 1, 3, and it says, we are kept by the power of God. Man, what a good thing to say over your kids. We're kept. The word kept means we're guarded by the power of God. There's just scripture after scripture. If God is for me, Romans 8.31, if God is for me, who can be against me? For he that spared not his son, but he delivered him up for us. How? How shall he not with him also freely Give us all things that he died on the cross for. What was the sense of dying on the cross if he can't give us all things that he died for? So if he's for me, who could be against me? And that goes when something really wrong is going too. It could be law cases. It could be anything. Accused wrongly. 
uh, all, all kinds of things. If God's for me, who can be against me? In one version, it actually says, who can impeach me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that in due time he can exalt you. See, say, God, I've been go I goofed up. Please forgive me. I'm going to start saying the word. And especially if I, I know a lot of the word, so what am I thinking of that other junk before? Oh, you made so many mistakes. You shouldn't be in here. You shouldn't be in here. Somebody else should take over. Where have you gone? How many people you got? You got all this stuff. You <laughs> Why is it the church girl? Why is it the church girl? Why is it the church girl? I mean, torment. Some of that's tormenting spirits. One time Randy Greer laid hands on me. I never said a word to him. And he says, tormenting spirits. Yeah, and he was right. <laughs> I've had to fight that. So I am just telling you that because you, you oh, she doesn't understand. She's got it. Are you kidding? You get attacked 10 times more when you're in this position. If, See, notice God left the matter in our hands, though. And it's all, all of this is available. If you want it, you can have it. And you just come and you take it by faith. But it takes a little bit of diligence looking into the word. It takes time. But see, faith is the hand that receives from God. And when we choose to reach out and take hold of God's blessings by faith, you become overcomers. You become healed. You come. You have the blessing of, of Abraham starts coming on your life with abundance. But how do you get hold of the word by faith? You get scripture. And you, I mean, that's why I like papers sometimes. <laughs> papers of scriptures that say who we are in Christ. And, you know, mark stuff in your Bible and take them slow and meditate. Even if it's just one a day. Yeah. Come on. You, it, this is a time. A time of a persecution of Christians too. Stuff could, could be taken away. Because, but they can never take away what you put down in your heart. You, they cannot take it away. So speak to the problem. Speak to your checkbook. I keep calling in all the money living word needs for the carpet or for just, you know, to, the trusses and the, um, the air conditioner. Finish that off. And, uh, and yeah. See? Yeah. And that's it. You take, how do you eat an elephant? <laughs> so, see, what, now, this is, and this this is God's method of operation. Say, believe it, and say it. How did you get born again? You believed it in your heart. You said it with your mouth. Now, you could say it with your mouth just to get rid of somebody and not believe it in your heart. You ain't born again. And I, I tell you what, you might lead little kids, but you better redo it. Sometimes, because I've seen where it isn't real, because that sure didn't act like when I acted like when I found it. So, see, that's just something that I really and truly, you better check it. <laughs> check, 
check the kids. Um, you believe in it? It's God's method of operation. Mark eleven twenty three. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that whatsoever he says shall come to pass. Says, says three times in there. So, I'll, I'll tell you, there's, there's just so much that, um, that I wanted. See, God is a faith God. I'll just say a little bit more here. And he created the world with words. Yeah, he says the Holy Spirit hovered, waited, waited, waited. And he had to say words. He had to say words. Light be. Fremont be. <laughs> Whatever, see? Yeah, yeah. In Christ. See, and sometimes you've got to have faith in your own faith. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to have faith in your own faith. And I mean, there are times, and it was just even a few weeks ago, because they're just going through a lot of stuff. And um, I didn't even have faith in my own faith. <laughs> and I don't know what it was, but I hated it. But I pushed through it by speaking the word. <laughs> well, Kenneth Hagin said if he, if he would, if he would, if you'd say, well, you know, just preach what you feel. He said, I'd go home. <laughs> I'd go to bed. <laughs> See, the reason people have doubt, though, and unbelief is because you have not been in the Word enough. You do not. We've got to know. What did Ike Akaboko, I found some old notes from actually 21. <laughs> and and it, 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 you you got to... You got to say who you are in Christ, because people, the devil's been telling us, oh, you're no good. Your faith isn't strong enough. Well, look at that. Look at what you've done. Nothing, you know. See, because you know your failings and weaknesses. So stop looking at those. You know, God has no favorites. And I love this. Colossians 1:13 is another one, and I can remember. I was wanted to go somewhere, and I had this bad, bad cold that was early 80s yeah. to Burley's. And, um, and, uh, I was, and, and all of a sudden I thought, Colossians prayer. That's why if you say those every day, it says, Colossians 1.13 said, we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God's dear son. Oh, I went, wait a minute. That's the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And then I thought, now this I didn't know yet, but now I say that, that, that it says in Philippians 3.20 um, uh, that we are citizens of heaven. Yes. We're now citizens of heaven. Yes. And now I didn't know this either at that time, but now I know. Ephesians 1.3 says, everything that heaven already enjoys is ours on earth. We're supposed to have heaven on earth. Well, you sure don't have heaven on earth. I mean, I'm not. 
But I just keep saying it because I'm, I'm, I want to experience that. <laughs> but the, all those things are true. Good heavens. You know what? God sees us holy and blameless and faultless before the, the throne. He sees us that way right now. Well, you know, yesterday I stole some money. He see, you know what? Repent, and he'll say, see you holy, faultless, and blameless if you're born again. Now, that's just for people, though, who have received Jesus. That's true. Uh, <laughs> what? 1 John 4, 4. Greater is he that's in me, ha-ha, <laughs> devil, than he that's in the world. First uh, John four seventeen. At now get this one. As God is, I said it at the beginning. As God is, so am I in this world. As God is, what? I'm like God in this world system. Woo! That's true. And Romans eight one. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, though but after the Spirit. And the next verse says the law. It's a law, a spiritual law that will never stop. The law of the Spirit of life, in life in Christ Jesus, has made me free from the law of sin and death, which is sickness, no money, depression, oppression, all kinds of stuff, bad stuff going on. Amen. All those. Whew. See, I know all of those almost by heart, but here I am still fighting that stuff because there's devils out there trying to, to, but you can overcome them. You can stand, stand, and when you've done all to stand, stand. Amen. I, I'm going to stop. I had, I had so much stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, well oh, can you wait though? Because I got to finish. There's quite a bit I got to go. Okay. So, who is the establishing witness in your life? Who is it? Huh? That is, I am. I am who I am in Christ. Whose side are you on? And this, this guy in here. He, he, and he was, I'm not going to, but it was A.B. Simpson. And he actually found, I think, uh, a denominational church or whatever kind of. Anyway, he, at that time, he had heart trouble. He was only in his 30s. I'm not going to read, but. Um, and he, the doctors told him, you're dying. Maybe he was in his 40s, but that's way too young. And, and he said, you know what, I'm going, he was a pastor, and he said, I'm going to just take a leave of absence, and I'm going to study healing at my house, yeah. day and night, and he did, and he started to see, and then he was asked to speak at a men's retreat, and, um, and, and he actually did believe in healing then, and he was asked to speak at a men's retreat, and after the retreat, he talked to them about healing, but after the retreat, they said, hey, we're going to go climb this mountain. Would you like to go with us? And he thought the doctor said not even to go up the steps. <laughs> not even to, to go up steps. And he thought, 
Now, wait a minute. I just got done teaching about healing. I'm going to do it. Because he was still short of breath. He still had symptoms. See, get that. you got to push through sometimes. And he was going to decline, and he said, no, I'll do it. I'll climb the mountain. If I took Jesus as my healer, then I can climb a mountain. And so, now I'm going to read this part. As he began to climb, he felt all the old familiar pain in his chest and heart. He began to grow dizzy, and he was on the verge of passing out. Then his spirit rose up, and he reminded himself, no, I'm healed. And as he meditated on how Jesus took his infirmities, the symptoms subsided. So then he climbed further. The symptoms returned. He returned his attention. He stated, it seems like there was a roaring lion on one side and a peaceful lamb on the other, and that the one that he touched or, or spoke about was the one that possessed him. Establishing witnesses. And you know what? I had, when, when I wrote that, I thought, oh, that story, that story, that sounds exactly like, because it was just like, here you are in the middle, and here's one. You can't make it. The doctor said you're going to die. No, you're healed by the stripes of Jesus. You can do this. I died on the cross for the. Do you see what I mean? And you're in the middle. And so it's the one you're listening to. All the time is the establishing witness. It's the establishing witness. And you know what? When he reached the top of the mountain, every pain was gone and it never, ever returned. Never. That's in the daily healing bread if you have it. So, so, you know, see, pick yourself up by those bootstraps and establish the word that you are healed, that you are blessed with abundance and lack has no place in your life. See, it's the, God's method of operation to say, <laughs> say the word to the mountain. Amen. Okay, so now I'm going to announce something.